Welcome to One Interview, One World. This is Lainey Kay, and this is a show about interviewing people from all walks of life because everyone has a story to share and we can all learn from each other. I hope you enjoy listening. Today, I'm with Dr. Julie Miller, who runs the Naturopathic Center for Wellness since 2003 in Laguna Hills, California. Dr. Julie is going to share with us about herself. She has many degrees and a lot of experience. And so I'm really looking forward to learning more about what you do and your experience. So why don't you tell us about yourself, Dr. Julie? Hi, I am Dr. Julie and I received my RN in 1979 with a BSN in 1981, and then I practiced nursing for all of those years in hospital nursing, and I also had the opportunity to work for a pharmaceutical company as the first nurse that they hired to call on doctors. So I have a very pure vision of how the pharmaceutical industry works. And in 2006, I went to an online program called Clayton, which was a three-year doctor of naturopathy degree that I earned. And I opened up my own practice in 2003, right out of my home. In 2009, I became a registered naturopathic diplomat. I was awarded that. And in 2015, I uh, completed a program from International Foundation of Wellness and Health as a certified um, nutritionist. So um, I'm also a member of the PMA. I was awarded a Doctor of Pastoral Science in 2015. So I have quite a varied background, and I also am a cranial sacral therapy practitioner since 2003, an advanced practitioner. So what got me into naturopathy, going from nursing to naturopathy is a big jump. I had no idea what naturopathy was. I didn't know what it meant, what it looked like. And I was in a yoga studio one day and I found this, um, but there's a backstory. Uh, As a nurse in labor and delivery, I was recovering a patient that came through the ER with active herpes. She was 18 years old and she had developed herpes blisters from intervaginal all the way down and um, on either side of her um, thighs. She was um, admitted to the ER, 18 years old, and it had been her fourth pregnancy. So I was asked to recover her as well as my other patients. And so I was asked to stay on for an added hours extended hours. I had a low grade fever. And so uh, because we're short staffed, I had to stay on. So I then went home. It was like about four o'clock in the morning. And then I went to bed. I woke up at eight and my oldest daughter, who was three at the time, came in because my husband had gone to work. And um, I sat up and she looked at my left side of my throat and said, mommy, I can't see your throat. And so I went to look in the mirror and uh, sure enough, there was a problem. So I knew that my glands were swollen, but this was unusual. So I put her in the car. We went over to my friend who is a, who was a uh, medical doctor and a DO at the time. 
um, because they didn't have DOs and MDs equal at the time. So this was 1985. And so he gave me two big shots of penicillin, which are very thick and syrupy, and they did nothing. And then I went down to my ear, nose, throat friend, and he took one look at inside of my throat and walked me over to the hospital and I was thrown in the hospital and I was put on over seven IVs. They had no idea what was wrong with me. And so once the culture was taken and I told my primary exactly what was going on, he said, Oh my God, you're right. So I had systemic herpes. We don't know how, other than I had a low grade fever and it traveled all the way through and the beginning stages was in my throat where all that edema took place. And it took two weeks to bring that down. And of course I developed yeast because I had every kind of antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral, you name it, I had it. And so by the time I was released, um, I could, I could hardly eat anything because I was so full of, of yeast, candida, everything from everything that I had received So a year goes by and I get pregnant with my second one and I'm going into labor with her and all of a sudden I'm having preterm labor at about eight and a half months. And so my OB at the time, we all work together. So we're all friends. And he said, I'm just going to put you on something and then you're not going to work. So then I was put to bed and put on tributylene is the drug to stop contractions. I delivered her early. And then, um, as a matter of fact, I was the first nurse to deliver her own baby at St. Joseph's Hospital in Orange. It was, it was awesome. The OB was there and I sat, I was sitting up and all my friends that were nurses in the room, my husband, and I delivered her number two daughter. And number three daughter came two years later, only this time I'm going into early contractions, um, six and a half to eight weeks early. So again, I'm put in bed on turbulin and, and then I deliver, uh, she's premature because I couldn't hold her, uh, until, um, the full term. So she was born at about five pounds and, um, it was quite an event and quite an experience. And that is not grossly premature, I understand, but it was still early. Yeah. And she was five and a half weeks early. And then my last one, at four four months pregnant, I was four centimeters dilated. And at that point, put in bed on a tributing pump. And for the next six months, that's where I landed. And I delivered her on time because I couldn't do anything. And I had three other children. So I had a tremendous support team, tremendous help. Mm -hmm. So from there, five years goes by and I'm having other symptoms. My thyroid is acting out. I'm having endocrine uh, dysfunctions of every sort you can think of. The yeast is still alive and well, and my abdominal area is not good. So now I'm having stomach issues, nausea, everything I ate. And now we're at eight years goes by. And I had a friend who said, I want you to go see my friend who's a chiropractor nutritionist. And I said, oh, a quack. So I went and he worked with me for five years. And in the beginning, I, I raised hell, to be honest. I was, you know, I'm an RN. You don't da 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 da. And his wife, he was married to an RN. So that shut me up. So I did everything he told me to do, every supplement he told me to take, and we resolved the herpes, 
and the yeast. I have no herpes in my body as of to this day. The thyroid um, has been me. I have um, reversed that. I had Hashimoto. Um, So what transpired from there was at the end of five years, he said I was too smart and I needed to go to school. And that's where I wound up at Clayton College. Mm -hmm. So that's how the backstory is and how I came to be known as a naturopath. My education has really helped me a lot. The true reason that people come to see me, I have never advertised, is because of being an RN who is working alternative. And the reason I was awarded a diplomat in 2009 is because the state of California came after me trying to put me in jail. And they hired federal officers and they went to my RN board and they were saying that I was not allowed to use the initials ND. I have a doctorate of naturopathy, but in the state of California, if you do not graduate from their school, you are not allowed to use those two two initials. Those are what are called naturopathic medical doctors. We are alternative naturopaths. We practice naturopathy. So that will take me into what is a naturopath. Yeah. We are non-invasive. We are a non-invasive system of healthcare, which emphasizes lifestyle changes and the use of several modalities and alternative natural substance to substances to indirectly help the body to heal itself without the utilization of drugs or surgery. That is what we do. So we can complement an MD or any primary care physician and complement whatever pharmaceuticals the patient is taking. We go right alongside of it with support that we do. And I use homeopathy, whole food nutrition, nutraceutical. So those are the modalities that I do use. And I also use cranial sacral therapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm treating the whole self. In naturopathy, we treat the whole self. So I started in my home and um, I, I was living in a home where we were gated at the time. And so they were getting quite frustrated having the gate keep people keep coming to the gate. So I grew quite large. And within the first year, I was invited to um, join a two doctor team. Uh, One was an oriental doctor of acupuncture and the other one was a chiropractor. So I worked with them for a couple of years and I grew out of that and then opened up my own. And my oldest daughter started with me, who is a nutritionist in Newport and has her own practice. And then we grew from there and I went into practice with a, another um, a chiropractor who wanted to learn from my better medical background as well as alternative background. And um, I wanted to learn what he did. And so we joined and formulated a clinic and we were in Crown, Crown Valley and Mission Viejo. So we worked together for about five years and then we separated because I wanted to go back out on my own and it just served its purpose. So I did. And where I am in Laguna Hills now, I've been ever since. And each one of my daughters, by the way, has trained underneath me, all four. 
and I have four daughters and all four of them are involved in some sort of nutrition or chiropractor, uh, naturopathy. And my third daughter works with me and she's a traditional naturopath. She just graduated from school. So it's, it's quite an honor um, to um, be the start of all of it. And they're all very well educated and doing extremely well on their own. Um, and my daughter that works with me does see patients on her own and does all of our nutrition counsel. Can I ask so, you, so the difference between you became a doctor of naturopathy, but you, you didn't do it through the state of California? Correct. So I am certified through the state of California because I'm a member of the California Naturopathic Board and Association. So, and I'll give you a little background on that. So I cannot call myself a naturopathic doctor by law in the state of California. Now, there are several other states I can, but I do have a doctorate of naturopathy and I'm allowed to say that. So Mm -hmm. I do have that. So my doctor comes from the pastoral uh, background, the pastoral science and medicine that I have a license with from the Pastoral Medical Association. That's how I can call myself a doctor. I have a couple more questions. So the, if you're a naturopathic doctor in the state of California, yes. the, the only difference is, is that you're licensed with the state of California. And then I would assume that means you can write prescription. Correct. They okay. are a naturopathic medical doctor. They are allowed to write prescriptions and they do invasive treatments. That would mean drugs and um, prescribing some drugs and doing IV therapy. Okay. That's the only difference is okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So with us, even though I do have the medical background where I did those things, I chose not to go that route because I already see on the other side, what that does. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that it's all wrong. It's just that when we're talking about longevity of care, we need to get to the root of the problem. Right. So the one last thing that I will bring in that the California Naturopathic Association of what I'm on the board with um, has been successful in keeping the practice of naturopathy separate from naturopathic medicine in the Naturopathic Doctors Act, AB 2685, signed by the governor this year. We just finished getting this accomplished. So this is a real big feat for us. And not only naturopaths, but anybody else, homeopaths, um, Ayurvedic medicine, anybody who is practicing in alternative medicine, nutritionists. Um, In 2016, I was able to um, go to um, San Francisco and meet with Senator Jerry Hill. And we were able to have a sit down meeting with him. And this is where he added the provisions in the natural in the naturopathic medical doctors act for us to be allowed to be called naturopaths because we were to be educated and trained to practice safely. And we have done that. So you can now become certified through the um, California naturopathic certification board. So that is an option for naturopaths that go to school. And we are in the process of obtaining two schools right now. We are looking at um, uh, legalizing two schools so that we have those online schools. And then we, there are two of us that do the, um, what's the word I want, um, your skills assessment. So because you have to be watched in order to, to mm-hmm. practice naturopathy. 
So, so is yeah. naturopathy different than naturopathic? Yes. And naturopathic medicine. Okay. Naturopathy is what I described the non-invasive health uh, system. Naturopathic medicine is more invasive. It's more allopathic. Okay. So by you being on the board for naturopathy, which is different than naturopathic doctor, um, naturopathic medicine, medicine, medicine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, that means that you can, you kind of have permission then to do what you're doing, I guess. We are allowed to practice as traditional naturopath, naturopath, and naturopathic practitioners. Those are our three titles. Our goals in where we're going with this, because we do have a lobbyist, Mm -hmm. we are going to establish our own bill, which they've done in Idaho, Mm -hmm. which will allow us to be registered and licensed under naturopathy as alternative practitioners. Okay. So that will separate us completely. So neither of us will go in each other's lanes. Okay. And the, the bill that passed. Yes. Explain that just a little bit more. Yes. The recent bill this year, 2022, which we've been working on for the past four months, we were able to keep the practice of naturopathy separate from naturopathic medicine in the Naturopathic Doctors Act. Okay. So we are in that bill. AB 2685. That's the bill. So being that we are commingled in that bill, we have to abide by what our part is in that bill. So we knew that it was coming up for expiration this year. So we wanted to make sure to have a lobbyist represent us so that there would be no more problems because they could have come after all of us. And then said you can't practice any of us alternative medicine. Oh, like anything like homeopathy and what about a chiropractor? Is that no, because they take insurance. So they are recognized by allopathy as well as acupuncturists. They take insurance. So that's how they get recognized. No, they do not prescribe medications, but they are allowed to take insurance. Yeah. But it's a, but it's a very you guys aren't able to. No, and we don't want to. Okay. So we do take health savings account, mm-hmm. any kind of HSA or the same similar initials that are in HSA. We do take that, and that is where the patient pays into that program, and they can. That's positive. You're very positive, and we have a lot of patients that do do that. Uh huh. Okay. And then do you do homeopathy too? Yes, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's something that you study when you become... When you are in school. Yes. We okay. we have several modalities we study. I do a little bit of iridology, very basic. There are some naturopaths that do more invasive iridology. That is one of their main modalities. In my program, that wasn't a major modality. Um, naturopathy was, which it really aligned with where I was as a nurse. And it also was a degree that was allowed by all of us who were either doctors, nurses that had already had bachelors or doctorates in other areas. So that's why I did it. Okay. And tell me how long does it take and a little bit about becoming that 
to study. Okay. Okay. So if somebody were wanting to study DP, a traditional naturopath in the state of California currently, they would have two years of education and the schools with the board would provide. Mm -hmm. So when the school has to be qualified, so we have two that are upcoming. We're right in the process of reviewing. And so they would go to two years of that, or there is a college Trinity out of Indiana that is an online program and they have to do their practicum with either. There are two of us that do practicum in the state of California. So if they go online out of state, that's fine, but they have to do their practicum. So in-person learning. Yes, that's 500 hours, 500 hours of in-person learning and and hands-on. So they will learn the modalities between two of us because we do different modalities. It can be about two and a half years for a traditional naturopath. So that's what we have so far. And then they become certified through the state of California by taking an exam. And we proctor that exam and then they obtain a certificate and are certified uh, naturopaths in the state of California through through California vacation. Mm-hmm. And then the way that you treat a person in, in this is you're trying to get to the root of what is causing the problem. Yeah. So you may come in to me and say, well, you know, I have diabetes and I've been dealing with this for years. Or you may say, you know, I, I have heart problems. I have um, thyroid problems. I have Hashimoto, whatever the whatever the modality is, is, or the disease entity that you have been diagnosed with. So we, our basis is, well, let's get to the root of the, of what you're talking about. This is a health challenge. So let's treat it as that. And let's see what's going on. So they said, well, can I, what do I do with my meds? And we said, well, we didn't write those prescriptions. So that is according to what you and your doctor decide. And we will work right alongside of what you're doing. And that's how that starts. So then we start with the first exam and they come in and see us. And would you like to know the hours on exam and how they do that? Yeah, I think that would be helpful for people. Okay. So it's an hour and a half exam, your first visit. And what I do is we have a tech that does a biomeridian instrument. And all of this is on my website. The biomeridian instrument tests the organ systems utilizing the tips of the fingers and the toes, which match the entire organ system in the body. So we get a reading, a graph reading on what's going on in the inside, which can be shocking because people come in and they think, well, I'm eating good. I'm eating, I'm doing alternative herbs and all this. I get it online and da, da, da. And then they're very, very frustrated when they see it's not working. So we work with whatever system is we measure by red zone, yellow zone, green zone. The red zone is highly inflammatory. It's been going on for two months to, we don't know how long. And then the yellow zone is chronic inflammation. And the green zone is where we want to be in the first green zone. Because then it starts with inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. And you're hearing a lot about that today. Inflammation, microbiome, you're hearing all these words. And these are things that we are working with. So as alternative practitioners, we study, we go to classes, we learn about this constantly. So then you're going to do that exam and then you're going to come and be 
have a hand-on exam where I am poking different points to see uh, what things are making you feel uncomfortable. And before I even do that, because I'm a nurse, I do the blood pressure, the heart sounds, the breath sounds. And then I look into the eyes, as I said, with a scope and I do a basic iridology. And then I look in the ears and the nose and the mouth. And I'm looking for several different uh, disease pathways. So the mouth is your biggest carrier. So I'm looking for several fillings, amalgams, we call them, or I'm looking for yeast, candida, anything that I can find in the mouth, um, poor digestion, proteins, and that's how that runs. And then when I'm finished with that, um, I do a modality called applied kinesiology. So I went to school to learn how we call it in simple language, muscle testing. And I use the right arm in a very light pulse. And so then I will test the entire system, utilizing the points on the body and the organ system to actually see. And everything will match. That's the whole point. So I do the biomeridian. I do the hands-on poking on points and um, taking blood pressures and the various things I mentioned. And then when I get to the final kinesthetic part of it, it all comes together. So I know exactly where we need to start. So then I get a root and then we start with the root, whether we need to vacate the root, what's causing the root not to work to vacate the substances that are antagonizers. And then we move from there. And 99% of the time, the first visit, the person is going to find that they're going to have four different stressors that could be their accusers, <laughs> meaning that they are causing the homeostasis to be out of balance, homeostasis, as well as the microbiome not to be functioning correctly. And those are the things that we need to fix so that the others can work. Mm -hmm. And then, then the disease process slowly abates as they're under treatment. So you can expect within the first three months to see changes. No, we don't put you on a cleanse when you first come in here. That word is very misused. We want to first find out what the problem is. Mm -hmm. And we start there. So the body's like an onion layer. We start with the outside. And then we go inward. Do you do blood work as well? Yes. And once we've resolved the stressors, which could be parasites, yeast, it could be metals, chemicals, whatever viral, whatever stressors are causing a problem, those five are the big ones. Mm -hmm. So when we resolve those stressors, that's the time that I do an in-house urine. And then we also do a finger stick to see what the glucose the A1C, which is a three-month reading of what the glucose is actually doing. And then we do a complete lipid panel with that. And I have a tiny little cardio monitor that I use. And then when that's read, then we I will get a comprehensive. And I order that through a lab called Vibrant Labs. And they come to your home, draw the blood for you, and then I get over 200 tests. And is a complete comprehensive. And then I do a functional blood, blood study on your blood work mm -hmm. and, and your urine I do in-house. 
Mm-hmm. And I do a functional study on that right in front of you. And the same with the lipid and the glucose. The first thing that I do once you've resolved the stressors, I do that right in house. So you get an idea of what these numbers are. And then we go from there. And I don't like to focus so much on numbers, but because I have that background, I want the whole thing. I don't want just this piece, that piece, and this piece. It's not going to work. And also being a patient myself. The beauty is I was a patient first for five years. So I know what it takes to be a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how to uh, everything. Y- yes. And as a nurse, I chronic, bronchi- bronchi- chronic bronchitis and asthma as a kid. So I knew what it was like to be in a doctor's office all the time. And so nursing, it was right up my alley because I wanted to help others so they wouldn't walk through this. So now as a naturopath, it is so rewarding to be on this on the alternative side, because even though I still respect my allopathic side and I respect other allopaths, there are good ones out there. It's just what's going on in the system today, especially since COVID, it is overwhelming to those of us in alternative medicine. We are being bombarded, which is really wonderful and at the same time what is happening with our system that's what the question is what is happening with our system and i can tell you people are educating themselves they are no longer in the dark saying well my doctor said this they're not there anymore so the internet has been a blessing in that sense because they are getting educated but the care the the thing that's The difficult part is the misinformation that they're given also. So there's two sides to everything. And I just really love practicing root medicine because it's not about how great you are. It's how wonderful the body can make its own change. And we get to be on the ground floor of identifying that. Which is so awesome. And the patient gets to smile. I would like to share with you one patient that came in to see me. And he is an engineer, phenomenal human being. And his body was wasting away in front of him. He has done everything medically possible. He does have a diagnosis. And to preserve him, I'm not going to give you any of that. I'm just going to tell you what we have witnessed. And he came in desperate. I couldn't even examine him on the first visit. Mm -hmm. I had to do everything from a wheelchair. He was so bad. And his wife just looked at me and said, help. He was a referral, as I see the family. And he had no idea what alternative medicine was. And he, he was not a believer. But he said, I'm willing to take a chance. So. I started with basic and I started incorporating in cranial sacral therapy right away. And then the second visit, a couple of weeks later, there was improvement. I could get him on my table. And then I started supporting him with supplementation by, I want to say five weeks, he was driving himself 
Oh, and by the way, he had such bad edema, which is swelling from the ankles down through the feet. It was so bad. He couldn't walk. His edema was at 50% less. Walked in, drove himself to the appointment. And I started crying. I could not believe my eyes. And he just looked at me. He said, I've been walking at home. He -hmm. works out of his home as an engineer. And so two months go by, he's driving his kids to school. He's gained 10 pounds total and he's still gaining because he was emaciated and he cannot believe the change. He takes anything we give him and his body moves so wonderful in cranial sacral therapy that he is able to receive the blended modalities and his body is healing because his head's out of the way. Mm. Yes. It has nothing to do with me. I get to be the vessel to help him to heal. That's, that's, and it, you, yeah. It, yes. And because yeah. this isn't the first time. My very first patient was a cancer patient brought into me by his family, 19 years old, end stage cancer with two weeks to live. Oh my gosh. Again, I looked at him and his biomeridian was the worst I'd ever seen. The results. I had all the blood work in front of me. I already knew. And I just looked at him. I looked at the family and I said, this is a major life, major life transition. I'm going to be a Nazi and you're not going to like me, but you are fighting for your life. And I want you to know he got married. He was able to put sperm away. We got four years of pure life out of this kid. And he started to get cocky, meaning I'm okay. I don't need to do much of this anymore. And it started to transition down the road. Mm -hmm. He went back to chemotherapy. And I was at his bedside and he said to me, you know what? Chemotherapy didn't help me. What you did help me. And I made poor choices in the end. However, if you decide to quit, I will haunt you in your testing arm. Hang on, hang on. So at that time, I just was okay. And I went to his bedside. And I was there as he was dying. Mm. So this little guy, I have his picture in my office to this day. And his wife remarried, has children of her own. She's doing great. And I, it really ripped me up. But I knew that I was where I was supposed to be. And there was a day we moved into our office that I'm in now, seven years ago. And we got everything settled. And I looked at my employees and I said, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And so the next patient was coming in and I started testing the patient. I couldn't move my testing arm. (laughs) And I went, no way. And my daughter went with me to his funeral and also had my third daughter who's in practice with me. And she goes, told you so, mom, he meant it. And I said, oh, my gosh. And I had ache in my arm all day long. I could hardly move that arm. And I just said, okay, I get it. 
I get it. And I just let go of that thought and just said, that's the end. And uh, God just keeps bringing me more and more and more. That's really fantastic. And, and these people are really sick to maybe they just want a lifestyle change, or maybe they just don't even know what they want. They just know that they're not getting what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. Cause that's why we're there. Yeah. I think in the future it will become more. So definitely you're talking about it because it helps educate people that yes. the answer isn't a pill. And the other thing is the new wave of patient is this. They are no longer just listening to you and you have to talk simple language. Oh, no, no. I'm talking full language to them that goes over their head sometimes, but they understand me. And that's because they're researching. And I want to educate them at that level. Mm-hmm. I don't want to undermine what they're learning and what they know because it's all out there. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's on the computer. They're talking about it with their friends at work. So I want to teach to those. If that's where they are, I want to meet them there. If they come to me and they don't know a thing, I want to meet them there. So we're about listening and hearing the patient. Yeah, that's big. Yes, because their biggest complaint is nobody's listening to me. They're big to charge me and to put me on all these different things, but nobody's listening or hearing me. Mm -hmm. Would you say that a big part of somebody changing their health has to do with their eating? Yes. The emotions are also driven. However, it's what we are putting in our mouths. And today we all know our resource of food is not at the height. Even our organic places, we have got to take back control to what we are doing to our bodies. The bodies have remained the same. The cellular structure is the same. The amount of cells that we have in the body is not changing. The cells every 30 to 32 days change. So we need to address that. What we put in our mouths, how we put in our mouths is vital, Mm -hmm. but it's not the only answer. Right. It's a lot of things like exercise and our lifestyle, the emotions, what's going on at home. Mm -hmm. What's going on in your job. It is amazing to me how much I don't have to ask questions, but just listen. Mm -hmm. When they first come in and they fill out their intake form, it's long. And I'm sure they're rolling their eyes, but they fill out every word. And when I sit down with them, I go over every page, every detail, which allows me to find out even more. That's really good because I remember one time someone asked me to fill out and I gave like a lot of information and she never went over it. And I don't even think she really read it. And it's like, why did I do this? Well, why did I waste my time? Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm bringing up right in front of them. So it says here that you drink this many sodas a day, but I didn't go back to the paper. I said, it said there in there that that's what you do. 
and you drink two large cups of coffee a day and you need it to stay awake or or that you're you're vaping doing this whatever it is they said oh my gosh she's listening and then i get full eye contact it's important for me to get full eye contact and i give them full eye contact they remove all their watches rings everything i don't want any of that it's really good yeah and they sit close to me. I have them right on my table, right close to me. And I'm sitting on a stool. I do not want to be above them. I like them on the table being a little bit higher. So I'm below so they don't feel threatened. I'm not there to threaten. That's and so if they funny. are, yes. And if they're uncomfortable with me doing the conventional things that I do as a nurse, that's okay. I may say to them, then maybe we'll do it at the end, or maybe we'll do it later. Or if you're really uncomfortable, we'll not deal with this today. Mm-hmm. You let me know when. And I've had a couple of patients like that, and they'll say, okay, Dr. Dow, I'm ready. Let's test me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're not comfortable with some of the alternative yet. I mean, maybe, maybe they've been physically assaulted or abused. Yeah. You know, and I have to be really tender to that. And be very much a listener. Mm-hmm. So I am not going to be, okay, let's go. And the same thing when I'm starting to muscle test, it's foreign. Not everybody knows what that is. Why don't you explain? Because um, okay. I'm kind of aware, but I, I think a okay. lot of people don't know. So what we do, I use the right arm and it's a pulsing. And what we're testing is this. Think of this. You have a fever. When you have a fever, I ask them, what happens? Well, temperature goes up. You sweat. What else can happen? Nausea, diarrhea, vomiting. All these physical things can happen. But they just happen. So when I'm testing you, I'm pulsing the particular organ system. And when you can't hold the resistance... All that means is the blood is rushing to that organ system to alarm your arm and my hand that something is not right. It's out of homeostasis. So how are we going to return that? And what is the cause? So that's my goal. I'm on a hunt. I'm looking for a cause. So the first visit, there's probably going to be a lot of organ systems that you're not going to be able to hold resistance for. That's okay. But as we go along, five weeks later, wow, all of a sudden, and, and they're smiling. So are you putting pressure on the, yes. that, or are you asking questions? No, I am actually touching okay. with pressure, and the pressure is extremely light. Okay. It doesn't take anything to change the resistance. Okay. That's how I was taught. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're, they have their hand up or something and you're straight up like a soldier, like a soldier. You you feel the body part. And if it doesn't stay straight up, it kind of like falls or something. It will, it will. And the shift will not go way down. It'll be like that. Okay. Like that. It's so tiny. And they at times don't even know what's happening. And then I'll get the ones that are, you know, they think they, they know it all, quote unquote. And I'll say, okay, 
go ahead, let's go again. And we first have to open up the body so I can test it. So I do a measure of that first. So I go my hand over the belly button to see, okay, is this body open enough that I can do that? And I don't do that right away. I will first start with my hands at the feet, starting cranial sacral therapy to see what is the fluid, the cerebrospinal fluid doing in the body that needs to be flowing from the brain to the dural tube all the way to the feet. And then it needs to be moving out. So that cerebral spinal fluid is the beginning of how we breathe, metabolize, um, how we rid waste, how we oxygenate, breathing, et cetera. It's the entire body system, how our body, how our blood perfuses, et cetera. Okay. And can you explain what cranial sacral is? Therapy is, yes. So we are working with the dural tube and we are working with the dural tube as a signal of rhythm patterns within the body. So for example, if I start at the head, I'm looking for how the fluid is moving. So in the brain, there are individual sutures in the brain and that emits fluid, which is cerebral spinal fluid at about eight to 12 cycles a minute. Dr. John Upledger is the inventor of that. He was a DO in, as an osteopathic doctor. And he discovered this when working with patients. However, he was in an open craniotomy surgery with an assist, and he was holding the vault, the head, as the surgeon was operating, and he noticed the fluid seeping like a pulse beats at so many beats per minute. So he figured it in cycles. So when we're feeling and we're taught where to put the hands, we're looking at how many cycles. It's about eight to 12 cycles. When you've never had it done, your cycles are probably much lower. And if they're really high, it would mean that there's a lot of um, uh, sympathetic nervous system overload. So the whole idea is to bring, again, the body in homeostasis. So I use this to even before I touch the patient because I want to make sure when I'm testing that I'm not in the way and they're not in the way. I want to be as professional and as profound as I can be in identifying the problem as they are trying to receive that. So I make sure that I use the different, we call them stations of the body so that I, everything is patent or moving. Then I get to the top part of the head and I do what we call cranial pumping. And what that means is I'm pumping this CSF, the cerebral spinal fluid down the turtle tube to move it out to the body. So I want to make sure that I'm getting that response and there's no blocks in the spine. Mm. So they may feel it at the bottom of their feet. They may feel it in their hands. They may feel it in different parts of the body, even down the spine as I'm doing it. It's very subtle. Is it that your hands aren't touching them, but it's kind they of are. They, they are. They are touching. touching. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's all hands on. Everything I do is touching. Yes. And I start doing the muscle testing from there mm-hmm. because the body is relaxed. The brain is relaxed. So there's nobody in the way, including me. Makes sense. Yeah. And the other thing I want to tell you in our practice. So once you see me, it's usually a five week wait after that. So we're booked out about a month and a half, which is really good because it used to be two and three months during COVID. So now it's about a month and a half. And and I I can handle that because I don't want to lose patients because they can't get in. 
and we bend over backwards. If we've got a missing space, we'll get you in. So um, my daughter follows me in a five-week program, and she does all nutrition counsel and muscle test the patient two weeks after they've been on her program, which is nutrition and also exercise. And she gets into exactly what they're doing. And she is very kind. She goes step by step. So if they've got to come off certain substances, she's not saying, okay, you got to do that now. No, she's walking with each individual on what they are doing individually. She meets up with them by phone. And then two weeks later, she meets them in the office and does all the testing to see where they're at and to see if they've resolved some of the issues that they came into me for. Mm-hmm. And then we go from there. So they are completely aware of what's happening until they see me again. And that program is mandatory and there's a charge for it. And it's a five week program that has been extremely beneficial in educating the patient. So now they know what to expect. And it cuts down on their visits in the long run. So then they'll come back and see me once every three weeks, once a month maybe. Um, And then they get down to once every two months. I try to not keep it out further than that because the body changes every 30 to 32 days. So we want to see what is the body asking for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and go from there. Is it emotional or is it nutritional or what do we need to support with? Mm -hmm. Meaning supplemental therapy. All my patients are on supplemental therapy. Based off what? Organs, whatever they right, and whatever we're trying to recover, and then we want to maintain homeostasis. We want to maintain the microbiome, keep that healthy, so that it doesn't. There's no uh, blocking of the macrophages, and then we got the T cells and the B cells. These are all our fighter cells. We don't want anything bothering the immune system, so we need those macrophages nice and strong. And the gut is the biggest culprit. Very good. Okay. Did you want to touch on the licensing and having issues with the state of California and explaining that? Yeah, I can do that again. And so in answer to question about what's going on in the state, we, as I mentioned before, we have, we are successful in maintaining the bill with the naturopathic medical doctors in that we can retain our titles. Our goal is to develop our own bill and our own registration and licensure under naturopathy. For now, this is the bill we're under and what we're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Traditional naturopaths are not allowed to call themselves NDs in the state of California. That needs to be understood because there will be a penalty. Okay. And we will penalize first. Mm -hmm. So we're aware. Mm -hmm. We represent almost over 500 naturopaths in the state of California, traditionals. And we're having more and more since this bill passed. We, they just keep stepping up and saying, I want to be certified, certify me. So we do have a certification board. You must be certified. We don't have that passed in the state of California yet, but that doesn't matter. Because this is part of education and training. So you must be certified in order 
to be a part of the California Naturopathic Association. And it's going to be mandatory down the road. Mm-hmm. And what about in other states? In other states, they have their own jurisdictions. Like I said, Idaho is mirroring. We're mirroring Idaho right now. They finally got their own bill for naturopathy and the naturopathic medicals are doing their thing. And then board of naturopathy is doing their thing. And so there's no more this intertwining and mix up of who does what Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there shouldn't be a mix up. We're non-invasive. If you're calling my office and you're looking for an IV naturopath, I tell you, I don't do that here. However, this is what we do. And then they're calmed down and they're, Oh, okay. That's good. I like that. So, and I'm sure in naturopathic medical doctors, you know, they may be getting the same. I don't know. I can't speak for them, mm-hmm. but I can only speak for here. Yeah. And be, being an RN as alternative, it's been very challenging. Very. Mm-hmm. But you felt, you feel relief and. Yes. Things now. And I, yes. And I feel very um, protected and. Um, I love the fact that we're getting our own bill mm-hmm. and we have a very strong board, very strong. And that's, what's important. And it's important for all the naturopaths out there that are scared to come out. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're, you're safe, <laughs> but we are governing. We're a governing body and we have to abide by what the rules say in that bill. You have to be educated and trained. You can't just be going to a weekend school and call yourself a naturopath. Right. Just like cranial sacral therapy. You can't go to a weekend school and say, oh, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a practitioner of cranial sacral therapy. No, you've got to go through the modalities. Mm-hmm. You've got to go through the schooling and know what you're doing. Yeah. Very and important. be evaluated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, it's exciting for us. It's exciting for the public. And I'm a nurse. So I I call them my patients because of being a nurse. It doesn't mean you're lesser than it's just, that's where you are. And I I don't refer to them as clients. um, Because I think because I'm a nurse and I have genuine, my heart, I'm heart to heart. Yeah. That's beautiful. Can you compare germ theory to terrain theory? Uh, So getting it from the environment. Is that what you're, I I, I feel like, I feel like um, allopathic and, um, or even in regards to like the COVID um, viruses, you know, they, they want you to think that you're going to, because somebody else is sick, you're automatically going to get sick. But to me, the terrain theory is that it's your own body. It's your own immune system. And if you're well, you can fight it off and you're not going to get sick just because somebody else is sick. You just said a mouthful. That is correct. Um, You just because somebody is sick, they're sick. Now, I, I don't have a lot to say with the um, vaccines, but I will say that I've seen a lot of side effects up to a year later several. I will say that we have been sicker in the last year and a half in our office than we have ever been. So 
Um, I do notice that those that have been vaccinated, it, they are really um, getting sick. Now, are all of them 100%? Not all, but a large percentage. So your immune system is a beautiful thing. <laughs> you are made up of bacteria, trillions of cells. So your body has the ability to ward off or bring in what it wants to. And it has the ability to heal itself. If you know what you're doing with it, I found four days. Mm. So viruses, bacteria, um, fungal, I find within four days, I'm starting to see a turnover Mm -hmm. in um, healing. Mm -hmm. Um, As long as the food items are being removed and they're being compliant with lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a lot on this. There's a lot of controversies. Um, allopathy is more pro vaccine and, um, pro, you know, let's prevent COVID. And in the alternative world, if you're a true natural naturopathy practitioner, um, you don't believe that phenomena. We believe that the body has the power to heal itself. We stand firm and strong because that's who we are, non-invasive therapy. Mm -hmm. So I have to just keep going back to that. Right. To the root. What do you tell your patients to do when they feel run down or they, you know, they're, they feel like they're going to get sick. Like what are some of your recommendations? Well, to be honest with you, I'm able to find it before they even know it. So when I'm saying, well, I'm noticing, cause I'll look at a different point and I also use vials. I'll have them hold the vials. So I like to get, I put everything in threes. I want to get back up here. So, uh, and because being a nurse, I, I like the science and I, I want to make sure that this science is sound. Mm-hmm. So um, when I'm testing um, and I find something, I'll say, you know, something, I think it'd be a good idea if we put you on a, a little bit of, um, let's just say zinc and, you know, quercetin and um, vitamin C. And I may have that in one supplement with vitamin A. And I might say, why don't we do this a couple times a day because you're testing for it. And just as a preventative measure. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I will get a text or a call the next day in the office. Well, she was right again. I started with the sore throat. So I say, okay, now we're going to do this and this and this. So um, the whole idea is to catch it before. And if my patients, I tell them, if you're really aware of what your body's doing, call in the office. I will fit you in. My sickies will go first. Sick patients get first. I will get you in and we'll get you on something. And then you go home and you're going to rest. And that's the way it works. If they're out of state, then I tell them what to do out of state. And we go from there. Because I see, go ahead. I see patients from all over. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you do, you do Zoom meetings and, or. Not Zoom meetings. Um, The old fashioned way is telephone. And then I do use a surrogate when I'm testing. And that can be Wahoo to some people. But I'll tell you, my patients that I see out of state. There has never been a Wahoo. I've called it right on every single one. And I tell them, don't tell me what's going on. I'll figure it out. And I'll tell them, they'll go, oh my gosh, how did you know? And it's because I've been doing this since 2003. And I've been a nurse. So I do have an idea of how the body works. 
And a part of that I've been gifted. So I can't give you 100% how do I know everything. I study, I've taken exams, passed tests, have certificates, licenses. I've done everything that I have been asked to do. But there comes a time the bottom line is intuition. Mm -hmm. And I have very good intuition and I'm gifted. And I realize that in where I am at now in my life, Mm -hmm. that it's okay to be gifted. It's okay to be different and to utilize it. Yeah. So that's what I do. And I'm not here to diagnose you. That's not my job. You can go to allopathy to be diagnosed because you come into me with your diagnoses. I'm coming. I'm here to find out what's underneath all of that. The same with infertility. I do a lot of infertility Mm. where they've gone through several infertility methods. And it's like, well, if we just do this and this and this and this, you should have no problem. And they get pregnant. Many times I've called a pregnancy before they even knew. Wow. So I have a heart. I was labor and delivery nurse the last 10 years of nursing. So I have a true heart and have a heart for nurses. And I'm constantly asking nurses, as a matter of fact, right now, I'm in the middle, in in the beginning stages of developing a program after the first year where I want to hold clinics for nurses so that they can come and see what happens. And I will teach them so that they know they can either implement or that they can see that there's another way. Yeah, that's fair. I already have three nurses that are like, I'm in. So I, I want to start out little. I don't want to make this a big ordeal because that's how I started out. I, I'm very quiet. And I like being that way. I'm yeah. not quiet with in, in work, but I'm very quiet out in the public. I don't do these interviews. You're my very first interview. I don't do them. I've been asked several times. I've been asked to teach several times. No. I am about being there for you. You're my patient. You're who I care about. Mm. I don't care about all the fluff. Doesn't interest me. Beautiful. Tell everybody how they can find out more information about you. You can call into our office and I'm going to leave you with the number 949-273-6240. Kelly, my daughter, who's the traditional naturopath, she does all the the screening and calls and she will tell you exactly what's needed to happen for the first visit and how much you will spend. And she will tell you on how often you will be seeing me and how often you see her in the beginning. And she does all my nutrition counsel for every single patient. I will reiterate that we used to make it a voluntary and I wasn't getting good compliance. So now it's mandatory. And that. And you will get all the pricing right from her. Oh, she has no problem with any of that. That is not my strength. And then um, and our numbers on our website, our website is uh, number and also the address of our building is www.naturocw.com is our website. And you can read all about us right there and everything that we do and also the testimonies. We are on Yelp mm-hmm. and our patients do Yelp us. Mm-hmm. And I do have Wix. So you can also um, reach me through Wix and I do get patients through there. 
Okay. So regarding supplements, is that something that people buy directly through your office? Yes. Yes. And I ca- I carry a whole library. And so um, everything is tested. And I don't just hand them out and say, take two of these and call it a day. And then I don't see you for months. No, 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 no. You know, there are different kinds of us in this field too. So you have to be very selective in what you really want. Mm-hmm. If you want consistency, we're your choice. If you want to just get take something, fly by night and say, okay, I'm done, then that I'm not the one for you. Because I'm looking at 100% lifestyle change mm-hmm. and recovery. Because that's the way I came into this. Mm-hmm. So I want other people to grasp the benefits that I've had. And by the way, I reverse my own Hashimoto. All my um, uh, immune numbers are completely normal. And I don't even take any thyroid medicine to this day. Everything is alternative that I do. That's really good. Yeah. What if somebody is very healthy and they just kind of want to do an annual with you? I, I get that. I, I do get that. And when they come in, they tell me, oh, I do, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm so healthy. My prior naturopath, they had me on this. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm great. And they come in and then we put them on the biomeridian. They go, what happened? And then we just say, okay, maybe we're missing something here. You won't have to be going as long, you know, like maybe as often. But to do once a year, you're doing yourself. You're not doing yourself the greatest. I don't even do that. I go every two to three months to my, my daughter. I'll even let her teach me or colleagues mm-hmm. uh, test me, not teach me, test me. I don't ever recommend and go once a year. This isn't an allopathic doctor. You go once a year to get examined, to have your blood done, and then it's bye, see you next year. That is not what naturopathy is about. And with naturopathy, is the meridian testing something that's done with? That's what you're taught. That's what I, yes. When you're, when you are putting your fingers on the different meridians, the biomeridian, that is, that's again, a modality, or I'm sorry, you mean the testing, the biomeridian testing, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. When we are using the stylus to test those meridians, um, that is not every naturopath does that. They're very few as a matter matter of fact. Um, There's one other naturopath, which is the president of our association. He does it. And he uses a more modern version. I've had mine for since 2005, but it works fabulous. And so um, I like it because of being a nurse. I don't want to keep drawing bloods or having you go have blood draws all the time because it's not necessary. The blood changes also. You you might have you know not felt so good or um, had a fight with somebody at home or you know any circumstance, and then you go get your blood drawn, and things might be a little bit off. Mm. So the biomeridian is is so accurate in that we just need you hydrated, and it just picks up where you are right at that moment. But it's testing what's going on two to three months behind. Okay. So patients will say to me, well, I wasn't so good this week, you know, and I know I'm due for that again. Cause I test about every three months and I, and I know I'm due again, but I, you know, I did this and this and this. And I said, what are you worried about? Let's just see overall what's going on. And then they're surprised, pleasantly surprised. Oh, it didn't wreck me out that much. Yeah. 
So there's positives to this and nobody's ever gonna be perfect. We also have a PEMF mat that patients can lay on before a visit if they choose or after, or they can come in at random. We'll sell packages of it. And that's wonderful. That is allowing, it's um, a pulse thing and they're like little pulses going on from head to the feet. And you basically is working on the whole neurological system. So that's another neat thing we offer. Okay. All right. Well, I like to ask people at the end, what do you feel humanity needs to work on to make our world a better place? Oh, that's a loaded question. We need to work on respecting each other, smiling at each other, and being sensitive to each other, no matter where our walks are in life. And to be respectful, I go back to that because we don't need to judge each other. And if you have somebody that doesn't choose alternative medicine and they're perfectly happy doing what they're doing, so be it. And I work with families like that and they basically wound up, wind up seeing me, but it's being able to be human with them. So I just say the most beautiful thing you can do is accept yourself where you are and you are going to be a light to others. That's really the bottom line. And if you are not in a place where you are radiating God's light, that's okay too. But you're really going to be able to communicate with humanity and understand where they're coming from when you do have that. Very Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to tell us about yourself. You're welcome. Thanks, Lainey. You're welcome.